This is a show about financial planning with a particular focus on the issues facing those close to or living in retirement. Each week, our host, Dan Wendell, will share his expertise in retirement planning in a fun and down-to-earth format. Now, let's begin another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show. My name is Dan Wendell and today's topic is going to be about inheriting an IRA. Let's say you lose a loved one, spouse, grandparent, sibling, and they leave you their IRA, whether it's a Roth IRA, a traditional IRA, a 401k, what happens? What are the rules? And the rules have changed. The rules changed at the end of 2019, and we're going to talk about it. And today, I'm bringing in my sidekick. There he is. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Ah, there it is. And for our viewers, I want to show you my background here, Tony. I'll get out my big melon out of the way. Oh, testament. My last wish. Last will and testament. Is that what that means? Yeah, it does. But we're not going to talk about the legal aspects. We're going to be talking about inheriting an IRA. Ah, inheritance. I yes. see. Yes. Well, specifically IRAs. So um, what we are going to address is the changes that happened in the SECURE Act. You, um, I was going to quiz you. Do you remember what SECURE stood for? Because it's SECURE Act. Isn't it? Yeah, SEC, uh, S-E-C-U-R-E, the, uh, no, I have no idea. Setting every community up for retirement enhancement. Wow. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so we did a show on that one. I'll put yeah. that up here. How much money and time was wasted by our government coming up with that? What do they call that acronym or? Uh, yeah, acronym. And yeah. I think um, the latest one. We did a show on the latest one, which was the one that is passed the House and Ways Means Committee, which is known as the Secure Act 2.0. <laughs> so anyway, we there where there were some changes to this. There were some changes. So I want to talk about what happens when you inherit an IRA because it happens okay. to a lot of people. And let me begin though, Tony. This is not tax advice. <gasps> So <laughs> yeah, I'm no telling you, go, go talk to a CPA or tax yeah. specialist. That yes. music is perfect for that. Um, we do tax planning at Dolphin Financial Group, but we are not CPAs. So we bring the big guns in. So this is just going to be talking about the rules. But if you have specific tax questions, you need professional guidance from a certified professional. Well, I know you work alongside your clients, CPAs, and you look at the big picture and somebody has to look at the big picture as far as taxes and tax implications of retirement accounts in retirement. So let's clarify that. It's not like you don't talk about taxes or that's not part of the plan and strategy you come up with for your clients because it definitely is. Uh, but you don't give specific tax advice that a, a CPA would uh, a tax certified account is what you're saying. That's right. And yeah. like my kids at the end of the show will tell us. <laughs> I love the kids get, at the end of the show. <laughs> you need to get some, you need to meet with somebody before you implement any of these things, because you got to get the pro advice. We're just giving you generalizations sure. here. We don't know your unique situation, but yeah. let's get 
into what happened well, here. Well, wait one minute, Dan. Before oh, we get into it, I see right there. Is that the four hundred dollars you owe me sitting behind you? Looks like the four hundred dollars that you owe me. This is fake again, for- Tony. I cut those out <laughs> and I pasted them on the wall here. <laughs> So <laughs> I was sure I, I'm pretty sure that's the money that you're leaving me there. <laughs> you're trying to block. The <laughs> all I can think about is uh, Dan. Dan's going to give me four hundred dollars. That's all I'm going to be thinking about the entire show. Well, we'll we'll address that. Let's suggest that I am okay. going to leave you my IRA. We're not okay. related. What would happen then? So let's we'll we'll, we'll talk about that. OK, so, Secure Act was passed December 2019. Trump. And then 2020, um, it became effective. So the rules that we're talking about today are if someone passes away after 2020, you know, during January 2020 mm-hmm. or, or later. So if you are if you inherited an IRA in 2019 or, or earlier, the old rules still apply. This okay. is only for new, new death, new inherited IRAs, right? And it also... I know you're going to ask. I am going to ask. What about if it's a Roth IRA versus traditional versus a 401k versus a 403b? Does it matter? No, this is they're all qualified tax qualified accounts. And so, they're all they're all tax qualified retirement accounts. Right. So the rules apply the same. Now, the taxation is different, but the rules are the same. So let's talk about what happens when you someone passes away. All right. Okay. Cue the sad music. Cue the funeral. All right. Oh, that's a little scary. Yeah, a little scary. Right. Okay. So everyone's got this option, Tony, and that is take the money and run. Didn't the Eagles do that? Or Steve Miller? Who who was that? Um, Go on and take the money and run. You could take it as a lump sum. Um, What happens is if you inherit an IRA from anybody, Tony, you could just say, give me the money. You, you no longer get the tax deferral if you were getting tax deferral, mm-hmm. right? You have to pay the taxes right then and there. But what's good is you don't get an early withdrawal penalty. So in your case, you're younger than 59 and a half. I am. Thank you. <laughs> a lot of listeners ask me about that. Is Tony in his 70s? Oh, you know what? I don't think they do. They I ask don't about think they me. Do. They don't realize I'm still in my 40s with all this gray. But anyway... So let's imagine uh, you inherited an IRA today okay. and you took it all and ran, right? You mm-hmm. And let's say, say it was a traditional Steve Miller IRA, band, take right? the money and run. You would pay the taxes if there were any taxes due, if it was okay. a traditional. But you wouldn't get hit with that 10% early withdrawal penalty. So it's not like taking from your own IRA. So if you need the cash, that's the time to take it. Because if you inherit it and make it your own, then you go to take money out and you're younger than 59 and a half, then they'll smack you with a 10% early withdrawal. Penalty. I see. So basically when you first get the money, if before you get it, if you say, I just want to cash that out, you can do that right then as you inherit it. But what if you just uh, take it and put it into your IRA or the IRA changes into your name, however that works, um, then it's your IRA and then the IRA rules apply and you can't touch it until you're 59 and a half. Thank you, IRS, for that math problem. (laughs) They're keeping you on your toes. Yeah. Okay. So that's anyone could do that, right? So that didn't change. Sure. Still do that. All right. Yeah. Which is what a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, 
Here's another option, Tony, which is what you tend to do in these shoot situations. Okay. Say, purchase pizza with it. I don't need it. No thanks. Oh yeah. Keep it. Keep it. <laughs> yeah. Pass it on. Pay, yeah. pay it forward. Right. Yeah. I've got that radio show co-host money. Right. I'm just <laughs> swimming in. <laughs> Who needs that? That's why I'm drooling pins. over that four hundred dollars that's there behind you. <laughs> right. I can see it. Wipe your chin. So <laughs> basically, you could disclaim an inheritance. Sure. You basically, say I don't want it. And you have to do that. I think it's within nine months of, okay. of you. So if you're a named beneficiary and you're like, I don't, you know, let's give an example of when this would actually apply. Um, let's say it's, uh, let's say there's two children, brother and sister. Okay. And the sister is exceedingly wealthy and the brother is destitute. Okay. Let's say he's a co-host of a Let's radio. say he's a radio co-host and the other guy is <laughs> a doctor. Okay. And the, do- and the daughter the- is a doctor. Right. It's a renowned surgeon. So mom dies, leaves a million dollars to the kids. Fifty fifty. Wow. The, the daughter, if she inherits five hundred thousand. Well, let's just call it fifty thousand and fifty thousand. She leaves a yeah. hundred thousand. If the daughter inherits fifty thousand, she's going to say take it as a lump sum. Because she can't make it her own because she's not a spouse. We'll get to that in a moment. So she makes she takes it as a lump sum. She's going to pay taxes as if it was income in her tax bracket, which is high, right? Ah. And Biden's talking about raising the tax brackets for people over 400,000. That could very well be the case for this this person, right? And on inheritance. Right. So let's just say it's 40%. So 50,000, you know, 40% of that, 20 grand or whatever it is, out the door, okay? To taxes. Whereas her brother inherits 50,000. He's got a very low bracket. He might only be paying 10% on that. Mm -hmm. So she could say, you know what? I don't want it. And then it goes to the brother. He takes it, pays the tax rate, and then gives her the cash. Saves the tax. Oh, that's, you know, ah. taxes, taxes. So really, the the bottom line is with these inherited IRAs, it's all about taxes, right? So, right. So you can take it as a lump sum, pay the, pay the piper. You can decline it, let someone else deal with it. But what most people do is they, they do something different, right? So right. we need to do some definitions here. So- Secure Act made some changes to an eligible designated beneficiary. So if you're one of these people, you have some other options, which the other people don't have, right? If you're the surviving spouse, this is, you know, your, your, your husband dies. Sure. You know, you get it. If you're a minor child of the decedent. So if you're, if you're a minor child of the person who dies, you can't be a grandchild or just, Hey, you know, Uncle Tommy left me 10 grand and I'm 10. That doesn't count. You have to be a minor child of the person who died. Oh, okay. To be the so if you're eight, 18 or less or under 18, is that right. it? Now that's it. That it's based on the state. So the age of majority. Ah, okay. State. Sure. But you get to defer, you get to defer or make it your own or take, take distributions out based on your age mm-hmm. up to the point you turn age of majority. So let's say it's 18. Once you hit 18, then you no longer are designated beneficiary eligible. So you have to go back to the new the rules as if you're not. Right. So that's the only one that's a little tricky. If you're disabled or chronically ill, and those are defined by the government what that means, you don't have to, you are eligible for different rules. Or, Tony, if you're 10 years or less younger than the person who died. What? So if your uncle dies and he's... 
60 and he leaves you an IRA and mm-hmm. you're 50 or older, mm-hmm. then you can inherit it differently than if you were 40. Why? The idea is. And what's that, the difference? If I'm 40, what happens? And I'm 50, what, what happens? Okay, Give us I'll, those examples. It, okay. I'll, I'll tell you. So an eligible designated beneficiary can use their own life expectancies for required distributions. The way required distributions work, and the government says you have to take money out of your IRA, it's based on your age. So the older you get, the higher the percentages that you have to take out. They want you to draw this down. The younger you are, the less of a percentage you have to take out because you're stretching it over your lifespan. Uh, right? So if you're 80, your required minimum distribution is going to be a lot higher than if you're eight. Now, the government doesn't make you take required minimum distributions until you're 72. That's the new rule, right? Yep. But 72. if you inherit an IRA, you have to take distributions. So if a 10-year-old inherits an IRA, they have to start taking distributions based on their life expectancy. They have to take required minimum distributions. And that's what was known as the stretch, right? <clears throat> oh, Grandma dies. Yeah. Sure. She could pass it to her kids or her grandkids, and they could stretch it over their lifetime. That has changed. So you can't, they eliminated the stretch, Mm. except if you're eligible designated beneficiary. You could still stretch it. If you're a spouse, you can make it your own. If you're disabled or you're less than 10 years younger than them, you can stretch it. You could put it based on your life expectancy, not the new rules. I'll tell you that in a moment. Okay? So... The old rules still apply to this, to those people that I just mentioned. Yep. Let's specifically a talk spouse about a spouse. Or, yeah. Let's talk about a spouse because they have even more flexibility. A spouse can make it their own IRA. They could say, say your wife dies, Tony. Sorry, I did it. I didn't, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moment of silence over. Now you inherit her IRA. Yeah. You, you could take it as a lump sum, right? You, you always have that option, right? Sure. You could say, never mind, I don't want it. You could do that. Give it to the kids, give it to someone else, charity. <clears throat> or you can make it your own. You could actually make it your own and then you don't have to touch it until you're 72. So and you let it roll up, take all the advantages right. of having that retirement fund. Right. But if your uncle died and he was within 10 years, you couldn't just make it your own. You would inherit the IRA and it would stay a separate account and it would say um, it would be, you know, IRA for the benefit of Tony um, based on the and it would have your uncle's name, Uncle Joe and his date date of death. So right? then what happens? So Can then I you'd just be take taking out- distributions. You'd have to start taking RMDs from it. Okay. So, uh, or could I take the whole thing? If my uncle you could always left take me the whole IRA. thing. Yeah. Right. So, and, and so, and so if, if somebody like, let's say, um, let's say I have an IRA, I pass away, uh, and I leave it to my wife. Uh, she has the option of taking it as a lump sum or, Making, making it, it her, her own, her own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what would you tell her to do it would be based on it would depend on the yeah. situation so depends. you would have to do the math so so there's no right answer like if this happens you should always take the lump sum and then do x with the money right you know i know some financial advisors are probably out there saying always take the lump sum and purchase a fixed index annuity or and right. i'm not saying we're not saying to do that i'm saying i've heard 
people say the other people, other so-called financial planners say those types of things. So I'm wondering, but that's that's not the advice. There's not one ad- advice that fits everyone for that situation, is there? Well, what you do with the money is different than whether or not you make it your own IRA. All right. So an IRA sure. is just a well, tax yes, I understand that. Yeah. Most times, a spouse is going to inherit it and make it their own. However, that's not 100%. What if the spouse is only 45? The, the, uh, their spouse dies. They inherit this IRA. They can make it their own. But once they say, I'm going to make it my own, then they can't touch it until 59 and a half. They may want to use some of that money to, to deal with life, you know, yeah. and, they, and not get penalized 10%. So sure. it's not always, doesn't always make sense to make it your own. But normally yeah. a spouse should just make it their own and deal with it. But, the rules didn't change for those types of people that we talked about. I want to talk about the rules that did change, which is what if you're a non-eligible designated beneficiary? What if you are 20 years younger than the person that died? What if you're a uncle or an, uh, a nephew or whatever? Sure. And you inherit an IRA. You're not a spouse. You're not a minor. You're not disabled. You are a non-eligible designated beneficiary. The new rules state that you must withdraw within 10 years. Used to be you could stretch it. Now, you have to take it within 10 years. Now, there is no required minimum distribution during those 10 years. And I'm going to say maybe. I put maybe on there because there's still still some, you know, the IRS is going to come and say, well, what we really meant is you do have to take required minimums every year starting in year one. But the way people are describing it now and the way I see a lot of tax preparers helping people now is they say, if you want to delay, you can, as long as you take all of it within 10 years. If you don't take all of it within 10 years, you're going to get hit with that 50% excise tax for not taking what you were supposed to. Right. But you don't have to take it all as a lump sum up front. You don't have to take it equally over 10 years. You can wait. Don't touch it for nine years and then in the in the ninth year say, give me it all. So there's flexibility there, but they limit it to 10 years instead of your lifetime. That's the big change. Sure. So, yeah, so you can't stretch it. They've taken away that stretch option for those people. Uh, you have a limit of 10 years and right. then you have to start. The, the stretch option was, you know, let's leave the IRA to little Johnny who's 10 and let him take this IRA, which let's say it's traditional, it's taxable, but let's take it over Johnny's lifetime. So he only has to take a minute percentage at age 10 Mm -hmm. and 11 and 12, and then all the way up till he dies. Whereas if someone inherits it at age 50, they're going to have to take a whole lot more. So they eliminated that 10 year rule. That, that, sure. that lifetime stretch rule. And now little Johnny has to, he can delay it until 18. And then once he hits 18, he's got 10 years. So, or, if, you know, 22 year old Sarah inherits it. She's got to take it over 10 years. Yeah. Right. So that's the big change. Huh. Interesting. Um, yeah. So let's think about this though. Like a raw. It doesn't necessarily make sense that way. I, I think they should have structured it differently. That's my input. Duly noted, I shall pass it on to, <laughs> yeah, to the tre- sure. Treasury Secretary or whoever else cares. Which but, is I mean, I think there would be – they don't care. But yeah, I, you, <laughs> you'd think it could be set up better. I mean, because what's a 10-year-old going to do? I mean, 
Well, again, they they don't have to touch it until they're eighteen or twenty one, right. whatever the age of majority right. is. But what a twenty two year old, you know, inheriting money, they it, it would probably make financial. Well, let's talk about that. If it's traditional IRA, and you want to stretch it. Because you don't want to pay the tax. It's all taxes. It's all yeah. comes down to taxes, really. True. The government wants their tax money sooner rather than later. Right. And you don't want to pay that tax money all, all right away. Those right. are the two. And those two right. are so in contention with each sum, other. Like yeah. in the first example, do you take the lump sum? It depends on the tax bracket. Yeah. So if you can, but at least you could spread it over 10 years. True. Well, most people inherit an IRA at their prime earning years in their 50s. Mm. Yeah. So true. It's like, ooh, you know, but they sp- they can at least spread it out over 10 years. Um now let's say you inherit a Roth. Well, that's tax free. Let yeah. me let me take it as a lump sum, it's tax free, not necessarily because what you may want to do is stretch that over 10 years because you get continued growth that's tax free. Because a Roth is tax free on the principal, but also the growth is tax free. So if you can get an extra 10 years of compounding growth, and not pay taxes on that growth. Whereas if you took a lump sum at a Roth year one, invested it, and then you made 10% the next year, you'd have to pay taxes on that 10% growth. But if you left it in the Roth, you'd get that continued deferral. So I think people that have a Roth, they get excited because they could take it as a lump sum, not pay taxes, do what they want with it, but they may be missing the opportunity for continued growth tax-free. So it's an important financial decision, mostly tax-related discussion. So, uh, yeah, the problem with uh, the, that's where uh, it gets confusing because every retirement account, Dan, that we talk about on the show, it's uh, any retirement account the government attaches, uh, it's a tax implication. And really, that's all it is. An IRA is a tax designation. It's not right. the type of account it is. It's the type of tax designation that the government puts on that account. And I get why I get the 59 and a half rule, except 59 and a half. They should have just made it 60 or 59. But other than the weird half year, that makes sense to me because that money is supposed to be for your retirement. Right. 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 And if you want to pass that money along rather than use it for your own retirement, uh, then this is what you're talking about today. And this is where we get into the weeds a little bit. And I'm guessing, though, Dan, I appreciate you explaining it. But what I'm thinking is a lot of the listeners may end up with more questions, you know, and really need to figure it out for their own personal situation, because there are so many caveats with, you know, how old are you? Uh, who who are you in relationship to the person who has the IRA? So uh, really what we need to encourage listeners to do is sit down with a trusted financial services professional like yourself, pick up the phone, give you a call and set up uh, that complimentary consultation so you can look at their situation and say, okay, in this situation, here's what would happen. And based on where you're at, this would be the best way to go because of the tax implications, because you're in this going to be in this higher tax bracket. You may want to do this or you may want to do that. And you need to ask your CPA this X question X, right? That's right. And, And it's not all about just inheriting an IRA. It's also how to leave an inheritance if you have an IRA. You know, how do I structure it differently? For instance, a lot of people have their uh, IRA, they, they might leave it to a trust, uh, which would be a non-designated beneficiary. And not, usually a designated beneficiary, an eligible or non-eligible, or a person, 
Well, what if you leave it to an entity, a charity or a trust or something that th- those use the old rules, which yeah. you can't even spread it over 10 years. You have to do it in five mm. unless the person that was that died was taking RMDs. Then you have to base it on their life. So you have to know when they died, how old they were. And then you have to continue to take distributions based on their life expectancy as if they were alive. So there are these rules you can't just assume you have to make sure you're doing it right. So if you inherit an IRA, you have to understand what the rules are so you don't get hit with that 50% penalty. But if you have an IRA, you have to make sure you're leaving it the right way. Yeah. And and there's the, and then you can even get deeper Tony, which is like, okay, I oh, have great. three kids. <laughs> I I do want to leave them equal, but I know you know, Samantha's at a, this tax rate and Peter's at this tax rate, you know, how do I help them? And you can do a little bit of advanced planning that the kids will love. But again, mm-hmm. these are good problems to have, right? Inheriting an IRA means that you lost someone. That's, that's sad. But inheriting money is always, you know, who's who's upset with that? Unless, you know, like I said, Tony, you know, like you, <laughs> I don't need the money. You know, more money, more oh. problems. Well, I got $400 <laughs> sitting right there behind you that, that really is mine. So that's, there's uh, that. All right. So inheriting an IRA, bottom line, it's a tax problem. It's a tax planning situation. You got to think about it. You got to know the rules or else you're going to get hit with fines, penalties, and you got to plan ahead. So inheriting an IRA, the rules changed. The Secure Act made some changes. You can't do what we used to do. The stretch IRA is mostly gone now. So you have to think twice about what you're doing or what you're going to do in the future. So I think it's important that people realize that. And Tony, let's go back to the original question, which was when are you going to change your beneficiary to be me instead of your wife? Right. Isn't that? Mm. You know what? That, that wasn't actually, <laughs> I didn't, uh, we got to, <laughs> well, you know, Tony, I will say this as a final reminder before we go, Make sure you're checking your designated beneficiary for these IRA accounts. That's especially true. if you have an ex-spouse, because if you I name your ex-spouse as the beneficiary and you forget, you get divorced, you forget to change it on an old retirement account, you get remarried and you forget you even had it, and then you die. Guess who the the company's going to cut the check to? Not who you want. It's going to be whoever's listed. So this, the listing, the naming of designated beneficiaries is extremely important here know who you, you're leaving it to. Are they a minor? What are the rules? Very important. Don't forget yeah. to, well, to check those beneficiaries. Yeah. Beneficiary designations, like you say, they take precedent over the will. You've said that in past shows. You've told me that. And so it's important. And, you know, um, I've been happily married for a long time now, Dan. And uh, but before I was married, I had these accounts and all the beneficiary designations on my IRAs, 401ks and other accounts was my best friend uh, because at that point I didn't have children. I wasn't married. So I've got to take the name Dan Wendell off all those accounts and make sure my wife and kids are. You don't have to do it. And I, (laughs) how about we set up a separate consultation to talk about that, Tony? I got some some thoughts on that. (laughs) I bet you do. I bet you do. (laughs) All right. On that note, I'm going to bring in the kids to do the the final outro and have a wonderful day, everybody. Excellent. All matters discussed in today's show are for informational purposes only. This show is not investment advice. 
Dan Riddle nor Dolphin Financial Group are affiliated or endorsed by any government agency. Investment advisory services are offered through Dolphin Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Florida. Insurance products and services are offered through Dolphin Insurance, Inc. Dolphin Wealth Management, Inc. and Dolphin Insurance, Inc. are affiliated companies doing businesses as Dolphin Financial Group. You should talk to someone at Dolphin Financial Group before implementing any of these strategies or ideas. 